was a wonderful devotee who unfortunately um, left this world some years ago. And uh, I remember visiting Ar Argentina, right? and Maharaj was there as the, the inspiration of the Yatra. Um, not many spiritual leaders visit Argentina. It's a little bit kind of out of the way place. South America in general, a few visitors go, but many never make it there. And so when actually a spiritual personality resides there, that was something extraordinary. Somehow or other, Gunagrahi Maharaj had a great love for Kirtan, right? all throughout. He always loved Kirtan. And he used to play these congas and also some bells and things. And congas are big drums. And somehow or other, he was, uh, was into that and he was a good drummer. Uh, this remained with him throughout. He was always involved in Kirtan. Uh, I saw him everywhere with Krishna Fest, doing Kirtan on stage with Mahatma. I saw him do Kirtan in Mayapur with Sahutra Swami. I always Kirtan and he liked his congas. Even in his final days, um, I was in Vrindavan and Gunagrahi Maharaj was there and he just um, sent people off to me and told me I had to do Kirtan. And every, every night he made me do Kirtan. I was like, Maharaj, can I have a break? <laughs> no, <laughs> no breaks. There was no break. I had to do it. I had to do it. There was no question. Um, yes, it was very nice to see that absorption. Um, in his final days, Maharaj was staying in the house of Giriraj Maharaj. And then at one point, Maharaj said, oh, I want to move to the hospice. The hospice is not so far from there. He said, I want to move to the hospice. So both Kavichandra Maharaj and myself, we were there and we were saying, Maharaj, why you want to move to the hospice? Here you have everything you need. All the medical facilities, they'll just come. Why you need to move? He said, oh, no. No, I want to move. Because we can have kirtan there. I said, I said, Maharaj, we can have kirtan here also. We're already having. Why you want to move? Then he says, because there I can have a bigger kirtan, because there's more space. So that was the reason why he wanted to move. Uh, at first I didn't understand that, but then it became clear he wanted to move so he could have a bigger kirtan, and that's what happened. Uh, somehow or other, Gunagrahi Maharaj, uh, was an early devotee, and he actually met uh, Bibi Govinda Swami, uh, who then, of course, was not a Swami, and first introduced him to Krishna consciousness. And then somehow or other, by Krishna's arrangement, it was Bibi Govinda Swami, who just happened to be there in Vrindavan to lead the kirtan at the time of Maharaj's departure. And that was just an amazing transcendental arrangement. Um, Karuna Avatar and Pema Manjari um, would host Maharaj whenever he was in New York. That was his home. Uh, he would stay there and uh, they would make all the arrangements for his stay or for sending things around. So that relationship, um, they were like his intimate disciples where he stayed who who sent things for him to South America a very close and intimate connection um, that connection is very important um, but somehow or other they never took second initiation so then we also made a connection um, and I came uh, 
to assist, I came as the servant of Gunagrahi Maharaj in this relationship, not as anything else to offer second initiation. Um, and to carry on with that commitment, it was Gunagrahi Maharaj who ordered them to start a program in their house and to, and that program is going on and is very nice. So, uh, in this way, it is very nice that today they can receive the blessings of second initiation. Um, second initiation is, uh, is about making a deep connection with Krishna. In the first initiation, we are changing our ways. We are promising now. Uh, no more meat, fish, eggs, and so on. From now on, I promise to chant 16 rounds without fail. Hmm. Yes, these things were maybe already there by the mercy of Krishna and the Vaishnavas, but then in first initiation, that is <coughs> becoming formalized for, with a vow for life. And what life will bring, we never know. Uh, one thing I know now, I used to think that life, that I used to think that the movies were more far out than real life. Now I know it's the opposite. Real life is more far out than the movies. That's what I've realized over the years. Anything can happen. So many surprises. But the chanting of the holy name will stay with us. Um, at the time of the second initiation, we also begin to chant the Gayatri Mantra. Um, the Gayatri Mantras are seven mantras. And these seven mantras, they are... Um, they are very, very, uh, very deep. And they take us in a deep meditation on Krishna. Um, it is said that the second initiation is the Brahminical initiation. Um, Brahminical, to be a Brahmin, means that one understands thoroughly, I'm not this body. And that one thoroughly understands that this whole physical world is secondary. Whatever is here in this world, here we are just temporarily and we use a few things. A cup, a plate, some conveyance. We try to do some service and make the best use of a bad bargain, as Prabhupada called it. This material body is a bad bargain. Somehow or other, uh, we carry on and somehow or other do service. Uh, that can never stop. Yes, if, if health is down, we may have to also adjust a little and, and, and do a little less. But somehow or other, service must be done. Uh, because that is our saving grace. Uh, that service, that purchases the mercy of Krishna. Don't put on the floor. Yeah, sorry. That mercy of, um, of Krishna, that is the magic in our life. Oh. So devotional service is immediately a direct connection. So, whatever may happen in our life, let us always remain absorbed in devotional service. In this way, uh, we deeply appreciate, uh, we deeply appreciate the glories of devotional service. We also 
are um, the most important aspect of devotional service is the chanting of the holy name. This chanting of the holy name is in the Adi Purana says, it brings us Krishna directly. We associate with Krishna. Sri uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu commented on these holy names. He said, Nam namakari bahudani jasarva shakti satarpitani matas marani nakala itadrisita vakripa bhagavan mamapi durdaivam idrisam ihajani nanuraga. He said, there are no hard and fast rules for chanting these names. Somehow or other, let us chant the holy name of the Lord. Uh, and of course, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, it said he would chant the holy name on a court with knots. Uh, it said he would chant on the knots. Mm. So we find described. Uh, by Prabodhananda in Saraswati in the uh, Chaitanya Chandramrita. And he would chant uh, every day, uh, continuously, uh, continuously. Srila Prabhupada said, why 16 rounds? Why not 16,000 rounds? Uh, so I thought maybe today I should ask the initiates for first initiation to chant a minimum of 16,000 rounds a day. <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. It may become difficult to finish the rounds, uh, but definitely it is just a trick. If we would make you chant 16 rounds a day, of course, 16,000 rounds a day, of course, you would never finish. But you would rather find, say, like, I can't finish these rounds. I'm just chanting all day and all night. Ah, that is, that is the objective. That is what we desire. Ah, that we may always chant, always. All day, all night. Uh, even when we wake up in the night. Uh, some people, especially when you get older, uh, you get some disturbed sleep. Uh, when you're young, you go to sleep. And the next morning, you wake up. When you get older, it's not like that. <laughs> you wake up a few times in the night. Oh, that's very good. Because then you can chant. <laughs> See? Then you can at least chant a few mantras. And then you go on sleeping again. Somehow or other, chant at every opportunity. That is actually our sampradaya. Kirtanya Sadahari, to always chant the holy name of the Lord. In Kirtan, or in softly, by chanting Japa, um, on the beats. Prabhupada said 16 rounds on the beats and 100 rounds off the beats. Uh, so lots of chanting. I mean, that's quite clear. I guess, so that point now I've highlighted, lots of chanting. Uh -huh. There's no such thing as I finished my rounds. Uh, never finished, never. That is how it is. It is said that the second initiation, uh, so the Brahminical initiation, is, is about changing who we are. In the first initiation, it's about changing what we do. In the second initiation, it's about changing who we are. That, yes, to be always equipoised. Well, how do you remain always equipoised? Uh, as I, this, it is Sunday, 
And I came by train, and Sunday, traveling by train is a trip in New York. All the trains are always messed up. So we were rushing, you know. And as I was rushing, I did really well, everything there. And then when I arrived here, I realized I forgot the beats. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> Hansarupa Prabhu, who is very kind and has a great service attitude, without a minute of hesitation, without telling me, you klutz, what could you, how can you blow it like this? He didn't say anything like that. In good spirits, he said, oh, <coughs> okay, yes. We can drive there. And so a commando team went in and the beats have arrived. Thank God. <coughs> yes. <coughs> so everything a little hectic. Um, the um, but somehow or other, um, the Vaishnavas are supporting us. So sometimes things get out of hand, but samas, we remain equipoised. Uh, not that we don't care, we do the best we can to organize things properly. But then, uh, not that we are thrown, thrown out of balance by so many things that happen. That is the mode of passion, the mode of attachment. Therefore, samas, that means we have to be detached. In the mode of passion, we are very attached. What are you doing? Right. Uh, in the mode of goodness, we are, we are peaceful because we are detached and then saying, well, what to do? Uh, what to do? Yes. Of course, we have to do something. Uh, uh, when the question is asked what to do, at least we should do something. Another answer I would like to give is what to do? Rise to the occasion. Uh, rise to the occasion. That is spiritual life. So, some damas. Damas means to control the senses. To control the senses cannot be done by force. It is not done by fixing the mind and saying, and now I will control these senses, I shall do it. No. To control the senses is done by engaging the senses. Risikesa risikenam sevanam bhakti uchete. By engaging the senses in the service of Krishna. That is how we control the senses. Tapas. Uh, our tapas is to follow these four regulative principles and to chant 16 rounds minimum every day. That is our tapas. And actually, if you look at that, that's no tapas at all. What tapas is that? What austerity is that? The four regulative principles are known as the four regulative principles of freedom. Huh? No meat, fish or eggs. It's a horrible thing. We're being saved from suffering, from causing suffering and from suffering. Huh? And, uh, no gambling. <laughs> that. Who's getting rich? The casinos, not the gamblers. That's clear. Uh, and becoming obsessed, obsessed by greed. Um, so that's not possible. Um, then, uh, no intoxication. Yeah. Then, uh, then we'll lose all willpower. So the result of intoxication is that one loses all willpower. Uh, then we can't do anything anymore. So that is a very unfortunate thing. So no illicit sex. Uh, that's also just causing trouble, big time trouble. Uh, diet, 
maybe unwanted children, or so much suffering. Um, relationships that are not based on, on taking care. Relationships that are based on, on sense enjoyment and that are simply exploitive, that do not care about the well-being of a person. What's the use of that? That is destructive. So if we look at it, what is the austerity about the four regulative principles? They are actually liberating us. Of course, we don't always remember that. That's when we experience these principles as an austerity. 16 rounds chanting of the name of Krishna is blessing, is just mercy. Every mantra we chant, our mercy increases. Our spiritual bank account is growing and growing. So. It is to our, our benefit to chant. Um, it is said in the seventh canto that when you are decorating your face, maybe with dots like that, then the face in the mirror is the same way. We get the benefit. So we're giving everything to Krishna and the benefit comes back to us. So we're chanting Glorifying Krishna and the benefit comes back to us in this way. Um, all these principles that we are following is not really austerity. Mm. Prabhupada said, these devotees, they have the best. He said, they, they wear the best clothes because they grow with you in size. What's better than that? Perfect fit, right? Yes. Uh, these, grows, these clothes adjust to as the body adjusts. Very convenient. Uh, these clothes, uh, they're also connected to Krishna. Uh, because um, these clothes, they represent our commitment to Krishna, uh, that we've given our lives to Krishna. So they protect us. They give us protection. So they're nice. Um, the Samodamastapo Socham, 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 cleanliness. Prabhupada said there must be cleanliness, cleanliness of consciousness, cleanliness in our actions. Cleanliness of body, cleanliness of environment. Uh, Prabhupada liked to quote the quote that came from uh, Bengali writers. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh, yes, that is true. And Prabhupada said, that's it. We cannot become God. We are never God. We're always the servant of God, but we can become godly, uh, develop godly qualities. That's the idea, that we become saintly. Uh, oh yes, we, we tolerate what to do uh, in this world. We have to tolerate, because there's nothing we can do to change it. So what's the point in getting all disturbed? I can go today, oh, so cold, oh, so cold, so cold, so cold, so cold, so cold. Well, it's not going to make it any warmer. So it's just, what's, it doesn't help. Oh, this, oh, that. It doesn't change anything. So we become tolerant. Say, all right, just tolerate it. It's only temporary, and I deserve all these difficulties uh, because of my previous sinful activities. Yes, therefore, I must tolerate. I must just tolerate it. To, so to practice this, arjavam is the next quality, means to be simple, to be simple. Uh, when Srila Prabhupada came to London, uh, he gave a talk, and in that talk he said, that Krishna consciousness is so simple 
you might just miss it. Um, what, is, what does that mean? Um, it means we don't need to become great, great devotees. We don't need to. We just need to simply serve. Right? Simply. Simply serve in whatever way we can. Right? And whatever comes to us. Um, we learned in book distribution that if you start selecting and selecting people, right, that you get very mental. You're standing on the street and you're looking and it may be this one. No, no, but that one looks better. I don't know, but, but not that one. But you just never know. And at one point when you just forget about that and whoever comes in front of you, whoever is close, yes, yes, yes. And then somehow or other, miracles happens. Then the most unlikely person will take. Huh? I did door to door and the door opens and there's this hell's angel standing, a big one. <laughs> so I'm going, um, uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, he says, what do you want? <laughs> he says, what's that? You know? And he just rips the book out of my hand, just like, Rah! he says, how much? <laughs> 25? Uh, uh, gave me the money. Said, Get out of here! <laughs> you just never know. Never know uh, who is actually a devotee. We just don't know. Uh, sometimes so much hidden uh, that you just, let's see, but deep down, maybe people got caught up in so many external things that are not devotional, but still, in spite of Going along with all that, deep down there is a devotee. And somehow or other, uh, just when the opportunity for devotional service is there, it comes out. Uh, so, Krishna consciousness, therefore, is very simple. Just um, not like, what service should I do? Um, well, maybe, um, maybe I should do a psychological test. Um, that's a good idea, so that I better understand what my actual natural propensity is, and then we can find a service which is suitable to my psychophysical nature. Forget it, you know. <laughs> Forget all that rubbish. Just do whatever service is, is in front of you, whatever's needed, whatever comes up, somehow or other. And yes, of course, everybody knows how to do some things, and, you know, um, obviously, if someone cooks really nice, then we may ask them, well, why don't you cook again? <laughs> right? And before you know it, they're always in the kitchen. Uh, and whatever, so our talents will be there. But ultimately, uh, Krishna consciousness is very simple. Just serve Krishna. And then serve the spiritual master, serve the Vaishnavas. In this way, we... And then everything else is in the hands of Krishna. He will take care. Uh, no need to make so many adjustments, so many arrangements. Uh, um, Arjavam. Okay, I have to start again at the beginning. It's the only way I can do this. Jnanam. Yes, there must be knowledge. We must cultivate knowledge. Um, because uh, we are covered, uh, covered, avritam jnanam etena yoginam nichavairina. We are all covered by the material energy. And in order to rise above the influence of the material energy, we need transcendental knowledge. If we don't read Srila Prabhupada's books, then we might even experience devotional service as a burden. Although it is the greatest blessing, but we may feel it's a burden. Prabhupada speaks about that. He says, oh, 
uh, our spiritual master installed these deities and we have to look after and so much work and so much to do and it's like it's just too much it's too much yeah? too much for us yes when we are not regularly in contact with transcendental knowledge uh, not just any book no Prabhupada's books Oh yes, there are many Vedic literatures, and for example, Mahabharat. Ah yes, we can read some version of Mahabharat, and it's very interesting. Oh yes, but we do not have a translation of Srila Prabhupada of Mahabharat. Therefore, it is not the same. It is not the same. Because, you know, this is known as the information age, right? We are bombarded with information constantly. That is this era. Uh, everything about everything. Um, in this information age, uh, they try to sell us things and tell us it's the real thing when it is rubbish. Right? But they tell you it's the real thing and it is rubbish. Therefore, with all this information that comes at us, you need filters. We constantly need to filter information. Oh, yes, you want this. No, I don't want this. Right? Uh, I don't. Uh, no, I don't want oats milk. No. I, although you push it in my face all the time, I don't want it. I want cow's milk. Right? Because... The sacred cow, right? That is what I want, not oats milk. Hmm? That's not milk at all. <laughs> How dare you call it milk? <clears throat> so, in this, in this way, uh, the cheaters and the cheated, and you always need information filters in this world. But... When we have Prabhupada's books, everything perfect, completely trustworthy, whatever is in there is bona fide, we can trust it, completely rely on it, switch the filters off, no more firewall, right? Don't worry, this information is just pure and it will act immediately. As soon as we read Prabhupada's books, we are lifted up above the mental platform, the sensual platform, the intellectual platform, certain to the transcendental platform. That is the nature of, of, this, of these transcendental books. Therefore, when we say Gyan, let us read Srila Prabhupada's books very thoroughly. And when we say Vigyan, let us live according to Srila Prabhupada's books. And because these are not just Books for reading, all right, yeah, I'll read them. You know, something to read. No, it's not just for reading. You know, when, sometimes on book distribution, I'll tell you of some of our lines, we used to ask people, do you know how to read? <laughs> you know, people look at you like, uh, of course, I know how to read. I said, oh, <laughs> well, then this book is for you. Okay, give him the book. And then I said, actually, these books are not for reading. I said, not for reading? And now they're getting totally confused. I said, no, these books are for living. Um, it is like that. One is meant to live according to these books. And then everything changes. Otherwise, read, 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 and become big pundit. Oh, yes, quote so many slokas, so learned. I have this, this bhakti sastri, that bhakti vaibhav, this bhakti vedanta. And yes, all right, but now live it. Otherwise, it's external. So let us make these books uh, the foundation of our life. But for that, we have to read them every day. Otherwise, we forget our capacity to forget is amazing. Very amazing. So somehow or other, let not a day go by without reading Prabhupada's books. And I tell people, 
They say, yeah, but some, sometimes there's really no time. No. We can always read at least one verse, one purport, isn't it? That we can do. Even if it's late at night. Those extra five, ten minutes, that won't make the difference in terms of sleep. But it will make the difference in terms of keeping that connection with Prabhupada's books. Let that be, be always there. Yes, in this way we get realized by living according to this transcendental knowledge. We realize the transcendental knowledge. So these are some of the things that especially uh, the, that all devotees should do and especially second-initiate devotees must be expert, expert in Prabhupada's books. Uh, they must really read them and be very expert at them. So that becomes a mission. Srila Prabhupada said, we in, in, in the material world, uh, when you apply for some post, they check if you have the qualifications. So, but in spiritual life, you get the position first and after you have to try to get the qualifications. So that is also here today. Um, I cannot take this lecture uh, to go on forever. Right. Uh, well, maybe, maybe we could. We could just carry on here and speak about Krishna until we drop. And then if you drop while lecturing and hearing about Krishna, then suddenly you'll go back to Godhead. And then we can carry on lecturing and hearing forever. <laughs> so that would be an approach. But then because we are the Sankirtan movement, and because there are other programs today also, than just our own hearing and chanting, but there's also reaching out to others. So, we'll have other programs today. So therefore, I'll stick to a timetable, and we'll not go on forever. Um, one thing is, both are in there? Nope. There are ten offenses to be avoided in the chanting of the Holy Name. And I cannot explain them at length. I could do a super quick uh, overview. Uh, first offense, blaspheme the devotees. So we should not find faults in devotees. We should appreciate devotees are dear to Krishna. And therefore, even if we think they have faults, Krishna doesn't like it if we point out faults in those who are dear to him. Therefore, we overlook the faults and we just look at the good qualities. We make it a, a practice to glorify Vaishnavas. Second offense, consider the names of demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, equal to the name of Lord Vishnu. Remember that Lord Brahma said to Hiranyakasipu, how can I give you immortality? How can I give you what I don't have? That is a fact. Only the Supreme Personality of Godhead can give that eternal life. Only He can. Uh, only, so in this way, and only Krishna can give us Krishna Prem. Therefore, we respect the demigods, but we worship Krishna. Uh, third offense, disobey the order of the spiritual master. <clears throat> That order should be taken very serious. When it becomes very difficult, then go back to the spiritual master and speak to the spiritual master. If the spiritual master is no longer present, then have to live with that order. <laughs> what else can you do? Then that order is all you have. That, that's your saving grace. Uh, then live with that order. Um, fourth event, blaspheme Vedic literature, literature in pursuance of the Vedic version. Um, yes, Vedic literatures, all literatures connected to the Vedas are to be respected. But especially Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Chaitanya Charitamrita, and the Nectar of Devotion, Rupa Goswami's book, these four are the essence of all literatures. Let us read those 
again and again. This is our staple food, I would say. Just like rice dal sabji chapati. And then they have so many other books. They are the chutneys. You cannot just live on chutney. Right? You know, some little chutney. You cannot also live without chutney. You need a little chutney. But if you eat only chutney, it's very unhealthy. So therefore, let us always read Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and the Nectar of Devotion. These four books. Um, fifth offense, considered glories of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination. The holy name is Krishna, Abhinatranaminamino. Therefore, through that holy name, we can attain everything because Krishna can do everything, can give us everything. There's no limit what we can attain from the holy name. Sixth offense, uh, give some interpretation on the holy name. The holy name is Krishna, Nanda Nandan. He is the son, Yasoda Nandan, the son of Nanda Maharaj. He is the son of Yasoda. Uh, that's it. Uh. So, seven offense, commit sinful activities on the strength of the holy name. If we do that, if we think, now I can do anything, I chant Hare Krishna and I will be purified. No, then Krishna withdraws from the name and all that remains is an empty shell. And the name will not act, even after many, many births, still not getting that desired success. Eight offense to consider chanting Hare Krishna as a karmakanda ritual. Karmakanda rituals are rituals that solve material situations. The chanting of Hare Krishna is not meant to fix our material conditions of life. The chanting of Hare Krishna is to attract the mercy of Krishna and to awaken our love of God. Ninth offense, preach to the faithless. We can preach to anyone, but nothing about intimate exchanges of Radha and Krishna, but Bhagavad Gita and, and tell people to chant the holy name. We can tell anyone and everyone. Tenth offense, to maintain material attachments. Um, it's like keeping a pet and, and feeding this pet. If we feed our material desires and make them big and fat, then, then what will happen? Uh, so in other words, maintaining material desires means don't invest in them. They may be there in our heart, but no need to pursue them because then the material desires become stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, yes, and finally to be inattentive while chanting. So to remember these ten offenses is important. Um, finally, we need the blessings of the Vaishnavas. Uh, these, these ceremonies are done publicly and why are they done publicly? Because we need the blessings of the Vaishnavas. Alone we can't do it. There's no question of doing this alone. This is done in the community of the devotees. And we rely on their association. Alone it's hard to chant Hare Krishna. Together with devotees it comes natural. Therefore we need the community of devotees. Right. And we need the blessings of the devotees. So therefore, all the devotees that came for this function, we thank them and ask them to offer the blessings to those who are taking their vows today. Um, we ask for the blessings. And in fact, because the internet is also here, we ask all the devotees out at the internet also to please send us your blessings. Send the devotees, the blessings, send me your blessings as well. I need them too. And in this way, uh, in this way, we can fulfill our, the purpose of our, our ceremony. Um, that will be very, very nice. Hmm. Okay. So, with that, I have uh, concluded my uh, good advice, you know. Uh, 
in, in a lecture like this, I try to give some good advice. Um, it's like the candidate is sitting like in a little boat and we pack that little boat full of survival things, you know. And, and then the little boat is moving up and down on the waves of sound that come from my voice. And you're sitting there. And sort of the mind goes in passive state, almost asleep. And then suddenly, suddenly we give that little boat a push. And then you're gone, out there, alone. And so suddenly, we'll start taking the vows. So now, that moment has come. If Nita, I can just take the table away, then there's space. Um, so, Jose, please give that book to your neighbor. Kaitos <laughs> as well. And come and pay your basis here and with your feet in that direction. Yeah, if you need some help in getting up. And down. So basis is this way, but the face facing the deities. Yeah. Yes. You can just do it like that if you cannot bow down because of the back. Jose has a serious back problem. La spalla. Ay, 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 ay. Mucho dolor. Very painful. So we hope that your back will be better. Yes. If you can say the pranam mantra, that is good. Um, because. Okay. So back to Jose. So back to Jose has been a devotee for a long time. Huh? Originally from Costa Rica. And, oh, Santa Domingo. I'm sorry. Santa, it's, it's, I mix these things up. Santa Domingo. Santa Domingo. And uh, Santa Domingo. There in Santo Domingo, he, when he was much younger, uh, his favorite, the service that really grabbed him and inspired him and is still with him today is book distribution. So whenever the back is working, then he is still eager to distribute books today. And that, oh dear Bhakti Jose, is very nice. For that you'll get, Prabhupada will smile upon you. So please keep this spirit to somehow or other distribute books. Um, um, then what are the four regulative principles that you promise to follow for the rest of your life? Okay, and the meat, what else? A few more things. Yeah, and? No fish, correct. Yes, yes. And how many rounds you promise to chant every day without fail? Sixteen. Sixteen rounds, minimum. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, then because you are a Sankirtan devotee, which is special mercy, therefore from this day on, you will be known as Jai Sachinandan Das. Jai Sachinandan Okay. You can get up or you need some help. Hare Krishna. Jai Sachinandan. Okay. Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinanda. 
Okay, Bhaktinyana, also known as Yanina, I found out. <laughs> this. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. So, Bhakti Jnana, what are the four right principles you promise to follow for the rest of your life? Okay, and uh, how many rounds you promise to chant every day without fail? Very good. Okay. Um, then from this day on, <laughs> you will be known as Jagadatri Devidasi. <laughs> so you stay. Oh, Jagadatri. Don't go away. <laughs> it takes a little while. It has to grow on us, these names. Jagadatri is referring, um, Jagat means the universe, and Datri means the mother, um, the mother of the universe. But Datri also means more than mother of the universe. Datri has its roots in, in the word giving, just as we have Dadati, you know, give give. So therefore, Datri means the giver. The giver. The one who is always giving. Jagat means the whole universe. Right? So that's pretty much always everywhere. <laughs> so not just, not just giving to a little family, but one who has this mood of giving. So I see the seed of this in you. I see this seed of like being very enthusiastic to serve here, to serve there, to help here, help there. Not complaining, oh God, do I have to do this? No, happy to give. Therefore, Jagadatri, the giver of the universe or the mother of the whole universe. Hare Krishna. <laughs> and I have it actually written down. Uh, because otherwise the spelling is going to go all over the place. <laughs> Give this to uh, Jai Sachinanda. Okay, so then, um, okay, then, then we'll continue in five minutes with the yagya. I just need a five minute break. Yes, I am such as nature. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs>